welcome to the podcast. I'm Marian. Hello, I am Jez. Hi, I'm Carla. And this is a bonus episode for Sari Sari Stories podcast. Uh, we decided to have this um, part of the discussion separate from the set that we're about to do because we didn't want to have you go through the hardship of scrubbing through an episode just to find uh, exactly what we're going to talk about on this episode. So this is a bonus episode about poetry, poems in general, and our relationship to them, whether that be something that exists or not. So I guess let's start with the discussion um so what is your relationship to poetry is the biggest question that you have yeah who wants to go first <laughs> <laughs> i think jess should start okay sige, sure okay um yeah here's the thing here's my thing with poetry i um it's not it's not my go-to uh, art form, if that makes sense. It's not my go-to form of writing. I mean, I appreciate it, definitely. I appreciate good poetry, but it's not something that I... I don't think it's something that I fully comprehend without much effort, if that makes sense. You know, if I am uh, perceiving a poem or if I'm trying to experience a poem well, it I need to exert a actually a really big amount of effort to be honest so it's not it's not something that i uh i won't say that i don't enjoy it but it's work it's work for me when i'm trying to understand poetry and writing poetry is just not for me <laughs> uh, uh <laughs> if the listeners uh for the listeners i try to write sometimes because I, I try to write sometimes and i just could not write decent poems i just can't i've tried We've had classes about this. I just can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't write decent poetry. Or at least, I mean, uh, I can write passable poetry, but nothing good. I don't think I've ever written any actually good poems. So, yeah. uh, there's that. I appreciate it. I definitely appreciate poetry, but it's not my, it's not my go-to thing. How about you? Yeah, I I could go next. I it it's basically the same, more or less. I'm more of a prose person, so poetry is not my cup of tea. Pero just, as just said, no, when I read good poetry, or at least when somebody explains it, <laughs> explains it to me, parang siya kalang nagdodon sa akin yung ah yes, and then you begin to like oh this is what it meant and all of those things. So, parang ganun lang. Yes, I, to, I do think it takes so much work for me personally to understand poetry. So, if the text itself or if the poem itself is a bit hard to comprehend, parang, ano, natuturn off na akong basahin mo siya. Parang, I don't, yun nga, I don't make the effort to read about it more and to fu- figure out the meaning and so on. And, uh, writing, siguro, how I got into poetry was because of my, um, degree. Kasi before that, I was reading novels talaga. Less with poetry. And yun nga, I treat it 
as more of an academic requirement rather than reading poetry for leisure. Yung, yung talagang good poems, no? Pero, eh, of course, with social media, you see poems that are good slash not good. Yeah. Kaya, yeah. ganun. Um, siguro, how I use poetry, I do use poetry when I teach. Pero, again, if you're not, if you're not really that comfortable with the genre, there will be um some more preparations to be done rather than what I do usually with like short stories or novels. Yeah, yeah. But yes, I do I do use poetry and I make it okay. So yun, I do use poetry when I teach. But when it comes to my personal life, pag meron lang akong nadatnan or like when somebody shows a poem to me, yun lang. I don't seek it out personally. So, I really like poetry. Uh, this <laughs> entire set was my fault. I really pushed for it. Just because it also... I mean, not just, you know, for personal enrichment. Forcing my friends to have, you know, personal enrichment in poetry. But also <laughs> because it would vary the content that we have for the podcast. I, again, like, I really like poetry. It's the one kind of writing, of literature, where you can get away with almost anything, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it runs the gamut of the very traditional to the very modern or, like, experimental form of yeah. doing things, of trying to put things into words and sometimes not even that. So, definitely, I I like how nebulous it is. I like how complicated it is and how personal poems can be. Yeah. You know, like, with my relationship to poems is more of a reader-response kind of thing wherein some poems work, some poems don't, some poems you really, I really, really like, and some poems, they're, they're just okay. And I got into poet, I guess, like, we discussed when and how we got into poetry. Um, I got into poetry, like, halfway through my junior high school years. You know, like, it was this one poem that for the first time I understood why people like poetry because it was such a gut punch to me and something that I could relate on a very deep, very visceral level that I kind of had difficulty explaining to people why it affected me so much. Like I had to sit in silence for hours afterwards because I was just trying to digest and pick apart mm-hmm. what it meant and what it meant in relation to me and just it's it's a very personal very intimate relationship like it's poetry is the kind is the literature that you feel yeah even i mean you could make the same arguments for place and um stage work but a poetry is something that is so personal. It's not 
shared in the way that stage works are or stage pieces are. It's more of you going to the poem or going to the work rather than the work going to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that, I was just like very, very much into reading poetry and exploring what kind of poetry is out there. Um, definitely it's uh, more prevalent in my personal life I actively seek out poems and just read them for fun and not just for like work or school it's I mean I like it I enjoy the process of finding and reading and thinking about poems I want to uh, pick up on one of the things you said, your point about the freedom of poetry. Because I think, to me, that's one of... I think that's one of the things that's stopping me from fully getting into poetry. Because I just think that the way that my brain works, I always need some sort of starting point. I always need some sort of grounded foundation or something. Like... Like, in anything, if I try to write anything, even an essay, I the first thing that I need to think of is how I'm going to start this thing, okay? So, usually when I write essays, I don't even begin with thesis statements. I always usually begin with, like, the actual first line of the introduction. So, the thing about poetry, since it's so nebulous nga, and it's so free, and it's so, it's so all over, you know? It's, it's, uh, it's so ethereal to some extent that I, f- yeah. I, fi- I find it difficult to pin down, you know? I find it difficult to pin down and I find that uh and without that starting point I just it needs much work you know it I need a lot I need to exert a lot of work <laughs> to find that whatever that starting point is because I cannot go on without that starting point you know so yeah. there's that so usually when I'm reading a poem uh this is something that I was thinking about while I was preparing for this episode when I was listening to uh, to the readings of the poems that we're going to discuss in the next episodes, I felt like um, usually when I'm when I'm encountering a poem, I've, I don't know if this will make sense to you guys, but this is something that I feel in my feet. <laughs> this will sound weird, but let me explain. It's something that I feel <laughs> in my feet, and I feel but there's a, there's some sort of tension that I feel in my feet that it's like I'm hitting my feet against a solid thing. When I'm when I'm encountering a poem, I can if I can physically feel that in my feet, that when I'm trying to perceive a poem, and when I get lost in, uh, when 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 the poem is good, and when I find a starting point, when I hook with the poem, that I feel that wall on my feet, uh, get blown away, and I just uh once I get used to the sound, once I feel the sound of the poem and the rhythm of the poem then I'm good. If that makes sense. If I if a yeah. poem does not do that for me, if I don't feel the rhythm and I don't lose that wall, whatever that is, I no matter how good people say it is, I just won't get it. I just won't. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Does that make sense? Your description... Yeah, your description can be made into a poem, actually. It's part of how... how personal reading or mm. reading poems can be because of I personally 
I think that of all the kinds of literature that humans have, poems are the ones that you really are just, either you like it or you don't. Yes, yes, exactly. You are never, you're never really in between. You're mm-hmm. never really, like, in the middle of it. Like, it's, it's, nah. I mean, there are some poems that are like that, but more or less, it's usually, do you like it or do you not like it? And mm-hmm. where uh-huh. in that frequency do you fall into? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the thing. I think I like it. I think I like poetry, but it's not a naturally occurring thing to me. You wouldn't seek it out. Yes, Mm. yes, yes. I think it also has to do with your background then as well. And kung ano talaga yung exposure mo to it. Yeah. And since ako personally, I was first exposed to prose. So again, gayang sabi mo, yung, yung, yung paghahanap ng context Kasi when you're when you're reading poetry, you're diving into something without definite a definite character, a definite setting yes. that you usually get when you read stories, right? Oh. So yes, it takes a lot of imagining, it takes a lot of um reading over and over again for you to understand. Pero guy ng sabi ko kanina, no, you would really appreciate it once you get the gist. I I I mean I would kind of want to just very slightly push back on the idea that poems don't have any characters or settings because mm-hmm. they almost always do. It's just that it's not, in comparison to prose, nothing is ever really outright stated on a poem. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, yeah, I that's far for the course with poetry. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. I with that, I guess we should answer a quest the question of how do you describe poetry? Not in the technical sense because if that's yeah. what we're talking about, anyone who's listening can just go and Google it and you'd find your definition. Yeah. How do you describe poetry? in a personal sense, in yeah, yeah, yeah. in the way it moves or is present in your life? For me, a good poem kasi um, generates a good physical reaction, whether whatever genre it may be, whether it's like butterflies in your stomach or hairs on your arm standing up and all of those things. Parang, when it causes a physical reaction in you, it means it it the poem, the words, the way it was constructed gets to you. The message gets to you and you feel that on a very personal level. So I think when poetry does that to you, when it when it this is I think sinasabi ni <laughs> Piglang nagana nag literature ito sinasabi ni Longinus mm-hmm. with like feeling the sublime. When you read yeah, sublime yeah, yeah. works, na parang it causes a physical reaction to you na you can't control. Because the text is that good. So I would think that, of course, it's it's a established definition. But poetry is a very sublime work of art. Kaya yeah. when it causes a physical reaction, it's very, very good. Uh-huh. How about you? To me, um, tell me if, that, if this doesn't make sense. Huh? But in my mind, it does. Uh, to me, poetry is a representation of the human experience put into mm-hmm. music and rhythm. 
Does that make sense? A representation a way, of yes. yeah, a representation of human experience of the human experience that is put into a sound, you know. Because I find that as because when when we were when I was in high school and I was trying to read poems in high school and to some extent even during college, I almost never focused on the sound of a poem. Like to me, the sound of a poem back then was just the the external rhymes, you know, the end rhymes. That's just it. Like, and, like, if a poem has end rhymes, okay na ako dun. Back when I was in high school. But as I am growing older, and I guess the more I'm exposed to different times, different types of poetry, the more that I appreciate the way the words flow and the the, the, the prosody of it all. And I, the more I appreciate that, uh, the more I appreciate right now that to me, sometimes even more than the meaning, even more than the meaning, I kind of value the sound more. Like if the poem, if the poem sounds good, or if the if the poem flows well, and you can get into, uh, if you can get into, um, the rhythm that it sets, it helps me hook onto the poem, and it gives me that first stepping stone, whatever. That will allow me to actually understand what it's trying to say. So, mm-hmm. yun. I think right now, I really, really value the sound of, of a poem. Like, for example, uh, so just to mention this, because when I was doing research on this episode, um, I, in the YouTube channel, Ars Poetica, I'm sure you're familiar with that, Marian, diba? That's the, yeah. it's the YouTube channel where they read poems. Hank Green read, uh, the Raven, and I am I know the Raven. I I know that poem. I've heard of that. Po- I know I've heard of that poem many times. But I never really liked the poem until I heard it being read, and I am yeah. just blown away not by the themes, not by the imagery, but by the sound of that poem. You know the internal rhyming, and the way that it, uh, the way that it feels like. It feels complete. The sound of it feels complete. I cannot explain why. I'm sure, I'm sure there are some there are like actual terms for this uh, by maybe music theorists or something. I don't know, but it just feels complete, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm looking for. So that's poetry for me right now. The human experience put in sound. For me, poems are snapshots. Uh, I once attended. Uh, it was actually an awarding ceremony with speakers, but there was there was this speaker for poetry who, in in short, describes poems as worlds compacted into a poem. It's a snapshot. It's an image. It's a world that when you read this poem, you are immediately transported into it. And ever since that person described it in that way, that has always been how I define poetry because it makes sense for me to see it in that way. It's, I've, I'm not a technical person when it comes to poetry. 
for all that I like of poetry, I've never been the one to really favor technicality. What matters to me in a poem is the content. What it says, what it says on print, and what it's trying to say behind the words, behind the spaces that it used. So, you know, like, I could not give a shit about rhyming and schemes and what have you. Every, the technicalities can go out of the window and you can still find a great poem that does nothing of those things. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's more of what do I see? It's it's more of, it's more of what do I see when I read this poem? What world does it transport me to? Rather than looking at you know like rather than looking at it as if I were to gut a fish to really just separate the meat from the bones and examine both the meat and the bones. It's not like that for me. Yeah. So, I mean, we've already explicitly stated that, you know, I'm more of the fan than both of you. You're both lukewarm to not really... If you had to read poems, you know, like, if you had an elective on poetry and the prof was like, you know what, read whatever poem you want that's going to, you know, like, that's how you're going to do this class. If you had to read poems, what kind of poems would you prefer? Like, what kind of style or structure or themes or topics, etc. Things that you gravitate more in poems than, you know, like, rather than having a structured thing where you have a list and you need to you need to conform to that. Yeah. Question first before I answer this. Do we consider songs as poems? No. Okay. Now I I know that's kind of a controversial thing especially yeah. with um the awarding of a poetry prize yeah. to um Bob Dylan, who is a musician. I just think, look, there is poetry in song. There is poetry mm-hmm. in the musicality of a song, but I don't... Poems are not songs. They are not mm-hmm. intentional. For me, that's, that's my stand, because poems are not intentionally set to music. Mm-hmm. It does not you know, like it does not have the intention to be set to music. If you are thinking of something that is lyrically poetic, but you are setting, you have the intention of setting it to music, then that is a song. You know, like that's how you could say, like Anais Mitchell or mm-hmm. um, Dave Manuel or Stephen Sondheim are musicians, poetic musicians, uh, you know, they they have their way with words, but they have always in mind set those words in music. Uh-huh. Poetry, there is a lyricality in poetry as well, but like, it's more of in the way you say it, it is a performance not set to music. That's my... 
it's just a long-winded way of saying that I think that if you're putting it with the intention of putting th- it to music, it's a song and it's not a folk. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> There's always a distinction between poems and songs, even though there are overlapping characteristics yeah. to them. Yeah, yeah. I get that. I don't think I fully agree with it, though. But I get that. I get what you're trying to say. But yeah, but I don't think I fully agree with it. But yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, let's okay, uh, to, an- to answer the question, um, I I honestly cannot tell if this is because of our creative writing class or if this is really how I appreciated poetry even before that uh, fourth year college class. But right now, I am very much into poetry with strong images. I re- I honestly cannot tell. I cannot tell you if it's because yeah. of if, if if it's because of that specific class, but it probably strengthened that opinion of mine. But You're yeah, really I ingrained I, that. Was. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I am ve- I'm very interested right now in two things: images and sound. Mostly those two things. Um, and I say that because those are also the two things that I find myself teaching my students like for example if i'm teaching someone who has never written a poem before and i'm trying to give them a quick crash course just so they can produce something the way that i approach it is for them to think first of what their image will be like that's the first thing yeah i i do, I, I honestly cannot tell you whether that's a healthy way to approach poetry or if that's the correct way to teach poetry but that's what that's where i find myself starting at and then once they have the image once they have the poem itself then that then i start asking them to shape the sound of it you know yeah. how the poem how the poem so it's 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 also because uh the context in which my, i ask my student to write poems is because i i do ask them to read it aloud by the end of the exercise. So I, I I find myself focusing as well on the sound. And maybe unconsciously, that's also how I appreciate poetry now, even in my own life. Images and sound. How about you guys? Yeah. Um, I'm more of the topic itself, what the mm-hmm. poem talks about. And as cheesy as it sounds, and we will get to this later with the actual poems but i do really appreciate poems about love and the way they talk about whether it's about like the happy stuff about love or whether it's about heartbreak i appreciate them both and i also love i know we've read some poems na there are objects that are inserted into the poem or parang it just yeah. says Objects, it just brought objects. Yeah. Yeah, dun sa mga ganong klaseng objects. And yun, it just makes me think... <coughs> Sorry. It just makes me think more about the meaning of the poem where there are just objects that are presented to me and it's um, up to me to figure out the meaning of it. So, alam ko, we did one poem like that came um, with one subject that we had in Contempo Popular. Yeah, is this the poem? List poem? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think yun yun. And then I also had one sa grad school. So, yun, I really enjoy figuring out the meaning when I'm given with clues. 
again, dun kasi nga ako sanay. So, like, when there's clues in the poem, whether it's V objects or, like, just simple images. Kaya, the poem I created for that class, for that creative yeah. writing class, it's also a form of, like, putting certain objects, certain yeah. places to use to incorporate in the actual yeah, 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 poem yeah. itself. But, yep. again, no, I don't... <laughs> I don't proclaim to be a good poet. I don't even read that much. Kaya, we make do with what we know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I prefer a lot of contemporary to modern poems than the traditional ones. The traditional ones are fine. I mean, when you find a good one, then you find a good one. But there's just something that is more interesting to me about contemporary and modern poetry, the way they experiment, the way they work with the words or lack of it, the way they, you know, make use of what is given to them, words and letters and spaces, and the way that looks and sounds, the way it looks on a page and sounds when it's um, spoken. It's definitely a lot more interesting to look at them and listen to them rather than the the traditional ones. I I guess it's just also me because I've never really been a fan mm-hmm. of uh, metered and structured um, mm-hmm. poetry. I've done a lot of it growing up. Like, that's almost always a requirement. So, the freedom of experimenting that comes with, you know, new, quote-unquote, newer poems is just a lot more interesting and a lot more... I'd be more um, eager to read those. Um, that's, yeah, I mean, an example of it is, uh, I cannot remember the exact title of it, but it's Jose Garcia Villas, Villas, Uh Jose Garcia Villas, The Emperor's New Poem, Mm, which is literally just a blank page. Yeah. The way he uses that and what that means and what that signifies is so interesting it's an interesting use of what you're given the tools you have as a poet and then because it would never fly in traditional poetry yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. definitely ground you know groundbreaking work is being done by contemporary mm-hmm. and modern poets with how they write and how they present their poems I would also make the argument that written poems and spoken word poems Ah, are so vastly different from each other. Mm -hmm. From the way they are conceived and how they are written. Because you can read um, spoken word poetry, but it kind of personally, again, this is just my opinion, it doesn't quite look right when it's written. Uh And there Uh are, the same is true for written poetry, like some written poetries are meant to be looked at and not 
spoken, not performed. Yeah. Because Straight in post. performing, yeah. you lose something in the sight that you would get from looking at it. Yeah. So definitely, the way these things are playing around with the toolkit that a poem that a poet has is vastly more interesting to me than traditional poetry. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I guess I just want to clear something out. Maybe think, thinking of the things I said earlier, maybe I was a bit too harsh about my opinion on poetry because uh, saying it's not a naturally occurring thing to me when the truth is, is that there are specific poems that just get thrown at me randomly, just a random chat by someone that just makes me spiral, if you get, if you get what I mean. Like, rem- remember Marian Ashfall? Yeah. Remember, remember when I sent you Ashfall? Yeah. That was, that was, that, was a, that was a random poem sent by one of my co-teachers when classes were suspended because of the Taal Ashfall last year. It's a random poem sent to our group chat along with some students. And I just fell in love with it uh, in first sight. I guess, again, because of the imagery. And even though it's written the way that you read it, and the way it sounds in my mind just... The way it sounds in my mind just seems so seamless. It seems flawless to me, that poem. Uh, so, you know, things like that. Or... Like, sometimes there's a certain poem that has been around for such a long time and then uh, I've encountered many, many different times but then I just encounter it again at this specific moment, at this specific point in time and suddenly it it just works. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Langs- like uh, what do you, what's the title of that poem? I've Known Rivers by Langston Hughes. Uh, like, I'm just, for that one, I'm just, uh, I'm just, I, I don't know, I think I found that on Twitter. <laughs> Just browsing around Twitter and suddenly there's this poem by Langston Hughes, I've known Rivers, and it's just, huh, that's good. And we've studied that in American literature and I didn't, I got it, but I did not appreciate it. So, you know, um, in a very, in a very real poetic sense, poems just come at you in the, in like, uh, in... Very random moments, like moments you really don't expect. Um, but yeah. still, knowing that, I still don't seek them out. You know, <laughs> they just I just let them come. You let them come to you. Yeah. I just let them come. Yeah, yeah. So, what should our listeners expect when we do these next episodes on poetry and some of the poems that we will read? Yeah, moving forward whenever we talk about poems and talk about poetry in general, it's going to be a lot a lot more unrestrained, yeah. Yeah, unstructured yeah. Yeah, than yeah. our usual discussions. Uh, partly because we're not trying to substitute your classes and because <laughs> we're not talking about poems that you would usually encounter in the classroom. Yeah. And partly because... and well, mostly because I want to be able to experiment on the mm-hmm. way we approach poetry. Because the way the way we approach poetry in a classroom is so cold and so mm-hmm. 
critical. And you need critical thinking. You need to analyze critically any any piece of literature that you come across. But I want for us to have a space to just talk about poems and talk about what we like and what we didn't like and leave it at that. You know, yeah. it's more of experiencing a poem and sharing mm-hmm. a poem than we are trying to look at a poem through magnifying glasses. Um, also, it has to be said that we, I, as much as I think that poems are very personal to their writers, they are in part, you know, extensions of them. I, if it's, uh, if it's a, uh, uh, something that I directly planned, I will not be talking about the authors. I will mm-hmm. more than, you know, more than not completely sever the poem from the author. Yeah. There's a lot of problematic people in poetry. Just absolutely problematic. And this is a discussion for another time, I guess. The way we interact with literature from problematic people and how we navigate around (laughs) that. But I just want, like, always assume that we are operating under good faith. If there is something shitty about these people, I can honestly say like we didn't know beforehand mm-hmm. we didn't know and we barely honestly do research on this show <laughs> um barely yeah like it's just like a 20 to 30 percent research before we do the show but like we do our best to try and avoid people who are absolute dipshits and mm-hmm. just assholes we're you're going to have to bleep a lot of what I'm saying right now, but <laughs> it's just you know, like there's nothing else to describe them. Yeah. So like, when we discuss poetry, I'm going to absolutely sever any connection up. Writer has to it unless it's absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. So maybe okay. we would. Maybe we'd talk about um, faces in the metro poem and not talk about Ezra Pound, who is a fucking fascist. <laughs> True. So, you know, like, again, it's difficult to navigate, especially poetry, because a lot of, a lot of previous writers were questionable at best really 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 worst at its worst you know it's you you can understand that listener it's 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 a complicated <laughs> it's a complicated thing with the way we consume media and the such so yeah uh first of all okay so like uh, too long didn't read or didn't listen. Uh, one, it's going to be a lot more unstructured, and two, we're just talking about the poems. 
like just about the poems nothing about the author nothing about the context of it there's something to yeah. be learned from those things but that's not what we're here for so yeah all right i mean yeah, that's I what they can that. expect for that yeah yeah i agree with that so let's close this out before we close this out i guess i just want to establish the reason why we're doing a bonus episode it's because we have we haven't done poems on the podcast before and i just i guess we just want you listeners to understand how we view poetry like mm-hmm. what our personal uh relationship with poetry is because that's going to inform a lot of the things we're going to say yes. in this following series and we didn't want to put that on the very first episode of this incoming series because that's just gonna be way too long of an episode you know yeah. so that's what that's why we turned this into a bonus episode but yeah uh, this is our view of poetry and you know every time we're going to discuss a poem uh we will always just refer to this one we will always just refer to this particular bonus mm-hmm. episode and just okay. don't don't expect too much from us <laughs> Don't don't use this as a basis for your assignment or whatever. It's just keep for saying, fun. We keep, we keep saying that. <laughs> keep this saying specifically. This yeah. Do not. Yeah, yeah. This specifically. Don't, don't. Again, yeah. we are not substitutes for your class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And besides, you know, you experience a poem for yourself. You don't take another person's experience yeah. and apply that on your it's own. Different. Yeah, it's different. So anyway. That's for this bonus episode. Um, the next, actually coming out on this same day, will be our episode on Frank O'Hara's Having a Coke With You. So, please listen to that as well. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye.